When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang podcast you could put your moist little ears into. My name is Sam Basher, and of course, joining me is Mr. DJ Wildrich. How Hello, are you doing? I am here, but we also have a very special guest yes, today. The one, the only, Miss Danny Fernandez. Thank hey! you for joining us. Thank you. I'm not the only Danny Fernandez. There's a there's a magician that's named Danny Fernandez, Interesting. and there's also Good, a boy or? band singer. Were either of those in uh, Wreck-It Row? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hmm. That's Hold true. on. Hmm. But one of them did, somebody did block me. Like years ago, I asked if I could buy their handle from them, and they just straight up block me. And I want to be like, oh, no, I meant for money. Yeah. <laughs> I would have given you money for it. So there's a couple. It's a popular name, I suppose. I suppose. Interesting. It's weird how many people are out there that don't want your money mm-hmm. yeah yes. it's like I want to pay you for this no yeah they get mm-hmm. offended hold, wait hold on a it's second like, <laughs> just I think take he my was money like, this is my name and he spelled it the way that I do which is D-A-N-I which I always thought like oh that's a girl way but no I guess it's uh, for everyone so no. there you go yeah. I did find one Sam Basher on Facebook and it, uh, she's a girl and she lives in like Sacramento I'm like oh whoa crazy and like I, from as far as I could tell we have like literally no relatives and I was like I was gonna message be like hey kind of cool right and then I just looked at her page for a second and it was like a lot, like a lot of extremely religious and conspiracy theory oh, wow. heavy posts, and I was like, ah, I probably don't need to talk. Yeah, to I don't need to. It's just alternate timeline, Sam. We'll leave her alone. Yeah, wow. and it's shocking. Uh, not a lot of Wooldridge's out there. No, oh, I know. Uh, it blows people's minds. It's the there's L and the a, D in the middle. Yeah, that kind of throw it. Yeah, there's a lot of, there, and everybody wants to drop one of them. I did. He yeah. was wrong on my phone for years. Yeah, yeah, but, it's a fun one. It was fun to learn as a kid. Uh, Danny. You host. Yeah. You're in movies. Yeah. You do podcasts. I do. You've been on it. Yes. Yeah, you were you were a very great guest on, on my podcast, Nerdificent, where uh, we broke down The Flash. That was and fun. I could not... I think, Why'd you think of this boy for well, The Flash? See, I think that you would be offended if I didn't... It's like one of those things, if someone did an episode on Dragon Ball Z, and it's tattooed on me as yeah. The Flash is on you, I would be like, I am offended I wasn't asked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is my thing. Um, yeah, so it was great. It was, it was funny and educational. Uh, well, Danny Boy and Super Mac joining us live, patron, a little shout out patreon.com slash only stupid answers they're big fans of yours Yay! and nerdificent I do know that Danny Boy listens so and Danny Boy's a good boy he's a good boy he's a that's good a Danny good boy. name uh-huh. but yet yeah, <laughs> we did do a mention that is a good name uh, we did do, uh, give a little shout out to Wreck-It Ralph in that movie playing yourself which is pretty cool no. yeah yeah that was crazy they hit me up and were like hey do you want to be in a in a in a uh, movie about video games in the internet and they wanted they had a lot of real life was it Bob people. Iger did Bob Iger Bob call Iger yeah, yeah. called me yeah. um, it is funny because everyone thinks I got it from my agents and I was like no I just got it from from living online <laughs> finally all those years of like <laughs> freelancing for every channel ever uh, I'm glad that they thought of me and and, uh, yeah, so they wanted a, a real-life host from the internet to play a host on the internet. Dig it. Um, yeah, so there were other people. Flula was in it. He um, was in it. Yeah, he that was, was in it. It's, uh-huh. it's, you can't miss that. Accent. <laughs> be honest, faux German. Like you yeah, hear it immediately, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I get happy. I like Lula <laughs> a lot. Jabuki, who was blowing up, Young White. Jabuki, Young White, who's a comic. Um, he was he's in it. In it? Yes. Because I know he's a writer. I didn't know he did like mm-hmm. he has voices in the movie. He uh he plays a character called McNeely, who's right before my scene. Uh, they're in an office sharing like memes and stuff. And oh he, no, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. it and I was like, that person looks like Jabuki, and then I found <laughs> out it was him. So Melissa Villasenor is also in it. Um, she. She took over uh, the reins from uh, Mindy Kaling from her character. I think she was pregnant at the time and couldn't, and working on like a billion other things. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So there's a couple of there. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in it. Jason Manzukis, like the, a lot of like. He's got a great. He is my, my favorite part in the entire. My part is not my favorite part. Like it's beautiful and great, but his part because I resonate with it so much. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, is my favorite part. And uh, I forget her real name, but um, uh, crazy uh, makeup lady. <laughs> she's had a baby. Oops, can't explain it. <laughs> she plays herself. She's the character that oh, yes. Miranda Sings. Miranda Jeez, Sings. had to work Miranda through Sings. that. And her real name is Colleen. Yeah, uh-huh. Colleen. Yes, there we go. And her social security number is. Yeah, they wanted people from the internet to yeah. be in it. So, yeah. That was super cool. Congratulations. I, I definitely texted you when you could finally say something about it. I'm like, man, that's super fucking cool. That's legit. That's <laughs> next level. I kept it quiet for a long time. I can't do it. Well, you had to. They would have killed you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I also was afraid they were going to cut it out because yeah. there are deleted scenes on their DVDs. Yeah. So I was like, what if I tell everyone and then it's deleted and I will feel dumb. Mm-hmm. So, That yeah. would suck. But hey, you're animated in a Disney movie. That's amazing. Thank you. And on Nerdificent, you talk about all kinds of nerdy things. But what are like the, if you were to boil it down, what are your big nerdy passions? Um, mine, obviously, like Dragon Ball, um, anime in general, but I grew up uh, watching like Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, like some of those big, heavy hitting ones that to me really helped not only like established that medium, but influenced a lot of the creators we see today. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate when they're called like gateway animes, because I'm like, no, but they're creators like Akira Toriyama, like he influenced so many people that are out now, like without him, they might not have pursued it. They might not, you know, um, the creator of One Punch Man said that he was influenced by it. So that super into Twilight Zone. I have oh, a nice. huge Twilight Zone uh, wall of artwork at my place. Are you excited for the relaunch? I'm so ready for nice. it. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see what they're going to do. And I know some people over there. So, cool. um, yeah. They were shooting. I just went to Vancouver and they were shooting it there. I'm like, oh, man. There's no. I have I have a weekend here, and I don't have time to do that. Um, but I kind of really wanted to. I kind of really wanted. To. Do you have any love for the Forrest Whitaker uh, reboot that they did like early two thousands? <laughs> um, a little bit, a little bit, and the movie as well. I did enjoy parts of the movie um, that came out, but nothing hits quite the same as the original. Yeah. Um, I think it was so groundbreaking for that time. I love I love Rod Sterling, and I like watching. I watch like YouTube videos of him, <laughs> like you know that like they've uploaded. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like him like hey kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe yeah. um, um, but that I will watch- be some decades after being dead he's uploading videos you're like well, wait, wait hold on, on a second <laughs> That would be funny if he like knew that was going to be a thing because he knows the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'll watch interviews of him and he'll talk about censorship and how much CBS like you know how he would fight as a creator to to be able to tell some of these stories because yeah. um, they were re- really controversial for that time. It was in the fifties. So, yeah, so I love Twilight Zone, Star Wars, very excited nice. for this next movie coming out. Um, yeah, those are my Wonder Woman, of course. Yes. She was my other tattoo I was going to get. I'm obsessed with Wonder Woman. I want a Wonder Woman tattoo really bad. I have the Flash over here, and it, I keep rotating out what would be the opposite shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. I like Teen Titans T would be really cool, or like a Titans T that'd be yeah. fun. I have a NASA like tattoo, like someone designed for me, and I'm like, but that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one, and I'm like, I wonder. That's a full back tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah that's your Yakuza. Yeah, uh, it's every like... single uh, launch that's ever happened. No. Wow, yeah. that'd be impressive. But uh, I did have a question, and it escaped me. <laughs> oh, what was your what is your go to Twilight Zone episode that you could say is the one that like maybe influenced you the most, or it's your favorite? Yeah, it was favorite. The one that I, okay, my favorite, which changes throughout the years as I grow older, yeah. which I think is so cool. It's like you resonate with someone you're younger because it's like, oh, this was scary. My mom's when she was younger that scared her was the invaders. It was when these tiny little robot things. I don't know if you remember. It's actually all there's no speaking lines uh, for the actress that's in it. And when she got it, she was like, "Where's my lines?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she had to deliver this fear, you know, and 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 show fear and stuff in this. And it has a big twist. And and as he does, um, my current favorite is the howling man and I have artwork of it it's when they capture Satan um, and they're trying it's like a cult-ish like of um, guys that kind of look like Moses (laughs) and (laughs) Abraham uh, that capture Satan and a tourist comes and they're like do not open this door that guy is Satan Um, and but he's so charming and handsome and I love it I I think I love it because it starts in like a dark and stormy night they're in a castle it's like all of these horror thriller vibes to it that when you want to watch something spooky that 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 does it for me Mm -hmm. Um, my 
uh, go to is I'm blanking on the name. That's definitely good as a fan. Um, <laughs> but it is the episode where it's the old woman who is uh, she's agoraphobic. She hasn't left her house, and clearly, like, because she's scared that if she goes outside, death is going to get her. And that oh, is, oh yes, all time like, I, yes. I cried. I cried yeah. watching that as a kid because my dad got me. Well, he used to burn DVDs, <laughs> so <laughs> and he had like old copies, and he would just like burn it to a DVD. He even had a printer to make um, DVD like paper, like the cover on them. And so I made make my way through the episodes, and I when I got to that one, I like it got me. And I don't know, I don't know why, because I kind of want to rewatch it and see if it still has the same effect. You on should. Me. Um, but I, they are on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. 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 Except for I think the fourth season, the fourth, they're missing a season. Mm-hmm. I Weird. think. I know. No. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> no. And um, I shot an arrow up in the air. The I shot an arrow into yes. the air. That one, yes. because I like the poem that goes with it, and honestly, that twist. Uh, got me. There is one that I'd like as well with the cowboy that goes over the ridge to go get like help. Like yeah. he accidentally goes into the future and then leaves. Love it. It's so cool. Oh my god. I need to rewatch it now. The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street I actually read as a play. It was um, in a lot of English textbooks when I was in high school so I know other people did as well. Um, but it still is so relevant today. If you haven't watched it just go and watch Monsters Are Due on Maple Street um, because it talks about mob mentality and it's just like people pointing fingers when like chaos happens and it is uh, it has one of the best quotes at the end that that essentially talks about that about uh, uh, our assumptions about people that we don't know and, yeah. and like mob mentality and it still relates today it's great it always blows me one. out when you go and watch something from back in the day and you realize wait we didn't learn anything <laughs> like uh, uh, what uh, the Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie I don't know I'm blanking on the name it's a wonderful it's life. a wonderful life like when you watch that that's on TV every year and the bankers are like the bad guy. And it's yes. like, did we not? It's, this is on every year. Did we not learn anything from this movie? To be fair, I didn't watch that till I was like 23. Yeah, <laughs> but other, like, come on. Like, what's happening? Anyway, it's the same stuff. It's always the same stuff. Yeah. No matter how far back you go. Well, we're kind of already into it, but we like to open up the episodes and we're already good, uh, well into the episode, mm-hmm. but with a segment called What We're Into This Week, DJ. Yeah. Kicking it off. What are you into? Last night I watched uh, High Flying Bird. It's a new Netflix movie directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, written by the same writer who did uh, wrote the play for Moonlight, um, and it is about. Um, let me let me bring up some info on it because yesterday whoa. on the stream, yeah, it's over there. Uh, yesterday on the stream, you were talking about wanting to watch it, so I'm glad yes. you had the chance to check it out. Umbrella Academy is on my list. I want to check that out. Yeah, I might I, check that out, but it's you know it's a whole show, so yeah. that's going to take <laughs> a minute. Um, but yeah, it's about uh, the NBA being in a lockout. And a manager, oh, yeah, trying to uh, keep uh, keep one of his star players in line and figure out how to navigate uh, the lockout. And it starts Andre Holland, who's also from Moonlight. He was also in Castle Rock. He was, um, yeah. This is a better showcase of his ability than I think Castle Rock was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melvin Gregg, who was my favorite part of the second season of American Vandal. Um, and Zazzy Beats is in it as well. And Bill Duke. Bill Duke has been in a bunch of stuff I've seen recently. He's in yes. he's in Predator. Uh, uh, he, he was in, I'm sorry, Mandy. He was in Mandy. He wasn't the original wasn't the Predator. Predator. Yeah. He was also in, I just recently watched The Limey, which is another Steven Soderbergh movie, and he's in that as well. Is he on Black Lightning right now? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right he's now. the he's the guy that's in charge of uh, the scientists and evil, everything. Evil science. Yeah, he's stuff. so good. But anyway, it's definitely like it's a lot like uh, an Aaron Sorkin like breaking down the ins and outs of a business, kind of uh, very expositional, but like snappy dialogue. Way into that, it is shot. It's another Steven Soderbergh where he's like, "Hey, I'm going to shoot this on an iPhone 7. and oh. so some of it looks. I appreciate the intent. Like a lot of it deals with. You know uh, how athletes and celebrities can process their image, can be more themselves through social media now. So I appreciate that, but some of it does look straight, like straight trash. (laughs) (laughs) Shot on an iPhone, and so it's like I, I mean, I guess I get it, but maybe don't. Um, But I I really enjoy the intent behind it, what it's talking about, the way it talks about it. I'm, I'm a sucker for like. Uh, just having two characters in the room who know what they're talking about yeah. and confident about it, and uh, that kind of like uh, snappy, fast-paced uh, dialogue. And there's there's a lot of that in this, and a lot of really talented actors doing really good jobs. Very cool. I, I was gonna say I had to interview uh, interview Bill Duke for um, a piece that we did on Black Panther, like its impact, and um, that I made with Legendary, and he um, told us this 
this story because he's a director. I mean, he's done so many things, but he directed an episode of Dallas. Wow. Like old school. Uh huh. And wow. he said he showed up like at the ranch and he was all dressed up like he was in a suit because he was like, it was, you know, I was directing Dallas yeah. and they thought he was a waiter. And it was just like Mm. such a, you know, which I'm sure he would get today as well. But like, it was just so like, I could sit and listen to him talk forever. Yeah. I mean, he's really, he, someone should do a show. Someone should do a podcast with (laughs) Bill Duke. Convince him to do a podcast of just talking about his experiences in Hollywood because he's been here longer than most people and could talk about what what it's been like. He's one of those great character actors that he just has a really wonderful presence whenever he shows up in anything. Um, and it, it, he, it, it makes me happy whenever he pops up. Same. Yeah. Is he shredded in Predator? Is he like? Is he? Like, no, he's not one of the really jacked ones. That nah. would have been cool because I yeah. know what he looks like now, and I would love to like see that. Like, oh, in his prime, nah. he could rip me in half. No, he basically looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not aged a day since then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to give a quick shout out, just quick ones, because we talked about Twilight Zone. I want to ask Danny what you're into this week, but uh, my friend and roommate Darren Gardner just dropped an album on Spotify, uh, Lemon Grove. You should go listen to that. But also, podcast I'm into right now is David Tennant does a podcast with. Yeah. So it's just David Tennant. And I, there's a bunch of celebrities right now doing podcasts and they're all, they're all like basically like, what if I brought my friend over and we talked? And it's exactly. like, uh, it's and like Marin. <laughs> it's so, it's so easy and it's so enjoyable, but I think it's that little bit of like, uh, it's my enjoyment of hearing English people speak. And yep. he, he actually does a great job, uh, getting their, his guests just to talk then fill up the episode because all of a sudden uh, he had Whoopi Goldberg on for an episode and I was like I was like half into it because it's like she's not totally like as popular right now for me and stuff oh, that right, I'm right, watching right. Yeah. so I'm like I don't know if this is going to be super interesting but all of a sudden an hour went by and I'm like holy crap she is so cool like yeah. her entire like in-depth like analysis of like going on to Star Trek and what that meant for her and everything I was like Wow, this is awesome. Also, I Gangnam? know... Was that her character? Gangnam? Oh, she never spoke her character. Oh, no, okay. Never spoke her character. Yeah, yeah. Never said it. Um, but it was really interesting. She had Jodie Whittaker on, the new Doctor, uh-huh. and had... Um, who's her co-host on Broadchurch? You know what I'm talking about? The, her co-star? Her co-star. Oh, that was him. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> David Tennant was the... But who was the guest? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember either. Anyways, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful podcast if you guys just want something nice to have on the background and to learn more about actors and David Tennant being charming because he does he does a perfect job as an actor being an interviewer and yeah. a lot of actors are not good at getting <laughs> information out of other people. So, very good. But Danny, what are you into this week? What are you reading, watching, doing? True Detective Season 3. Yeah! I'm so into I think it. I'm an episode or two behind. I met the episode where the uh, uh, Mershali reconnected with his partner as an old man. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. where I'm at. Well, for those that don't know this, well, you can hop in to any of the seasons. You don't have to see the previous two seasons because each time they have a different set of detectives. It's an anthology series. Um, So this season is they're actually looking at three different decades. So it's the 80s, I believe. Yeah. And then maybe like 90s, late 90s. It's literally like a decade later. Yeah. And then then today. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're having to play themselves as young people, as like married with two kids and then as elderly men. And it's so it took an episode or two where I was like ah that's okay like I heard everyone talking about it and now I'm like so into it and it upsets me (laughs) that's why I know it's doing its job like I literally am upset when I watch it sometimes I'm like no they're not believing him why aren't you believing him why would you do that to him or whatever and I just get so and then it like cuts and it's like you know next week and I'm like no so um, it is one of those because we're so used to binging things so it's one of those things that I look forward to every Sunday. I like that. I like that with True Detective and Game of Thrones and Mm -hmm. and it's I miss having shows that were deep enough that you could sit on them for a week. Yeah. And it, and it got you still get stuff out of it. And then you get the next episode because I think with like the binging model it's usually the things are so airy that it's like well you couldn't sit on this for a week because nothing really happened. Like (laughs) nothing of uh, before and happened. I remember um, one of the things that got me in this season is as an old man uh, it's, it sucks. It sucks, man, because he's losing. He's losing his memory. He's yeah. yeah he's no. he's um, a sundowning, and uh, um, there's a part where he's trying to recollect a memory, and literal ghosts from his past are appearing from behind him because he served in Vietnam. And there's Viet Cong soldiers, but there's also just a guy in a suit, and you're like, wait, why is that guy there? What's yeah. the story behind that? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we'll ever get an answer. Yeah. 
Oops. Yeah, but it's 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 really the season's really good. Um, it's a nice throwback to season one. Yeah. Which you, you don't need to watch all the seasons, but I do recommend seeing season, season one. Season one is it's yeah, so great. good. Yeah. And I, I there are parts of season two that I can defend. Uh, but season one's like season one and three are the mm-hmm. the tops. Yeah. Like, as it were. I should be watching it. But we all saw something. We saw it at the same time. <laughs> Alita Battle Angel, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it's uh, we have a full review on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash only stupid answers. Boom. Good plug, Sam. Thank you. Um, and you can listen to what our thoughts are. But, Danny, what did you think of the movie? Before we dive into that, huh. let's say hi to a friend of ours. Yes, let's talk about a friend of the show, Wix.com. Now, DJ, I've yes. heard that you've dabbled with websites before. I believe only stupid answers. That was your pet project. That was your crowding achievement of that. Is that Pip-Pip right Pip-Pip is here, and he's here to talk about Wix.com. But, yes, you've made Wix. You made Only Stupid Answers with Wix, Yeah, the OnlySupidAnswers.com website is through Wix. The Chaos Theory comic website was through Wix as well. Super easy to use, super intuitive. I think the website's turned out pretty snazzy, if I do say so myself. I'm a big fan of it. And also, over 140 million people agree because they've been using Wix for their website, and you can start and publish for free and you can also choose from over 500 stunning templates or start from scratch did you start from, from scratch or did you i think i did template? a mix of both i think maybe uh, i think with one of them i started uh, uh with a template and the other one i kind of did from scratch because once you kind of learn it's really easy to to find your assets find the stuff you need and plug it in where you need it to be can i tell you yeah. i have tried to make a website for decades now <laughs> and i have oh, blown it but you know what if i i might have to check out wix because i recommend I, I watch it well, actually I, I sometimes do some back-end work on the only stupid answers website and it's easy peasy lemon squeezy and actually you can get started now by going to wix.com that's wix.com slash podcast to get 10 percent off that's wix.com slash podcast interesting but also there's many different things you can utilize like galleries you got menus you got your lists you got your buds your social bars i do love a good social bar and they also have built-in seo tools that way people can find your website dum-dums that's how you have to use it i it, it is our bread and butter that's how we make money thank you seo gods please and thank you they also have options for unlimited storage you can get a custom domain when you start paying pretty cool and email addresses for your business so if you want to access all of that and more Go to Wix.com slash podcast. That's Wix.com slash podcast. And you get 10% off if you want to use everything that site has to offer. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 percentages off. Yes. That's amazing. Pip Pip endorses Wix.com. Back to the show. Yes, so Danny, uh, you saw the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. With us. We were all in the same theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was unaware. I actually think I knew you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't. I saw I you after. Know. Yeah. I knew that. I, I, I could you feel could your sense spirit. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could feel your spirit. I have a musk. <laughs> this is, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, <laughs> one, it, it left on a cliffhanger, which I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it left on a cliffhanger. It did. Yeah. Um, so I found Almost that, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've, I found that really fascinating because I'm like, oh man, I, how long is it going to take them with this technology? The technology is really cool, but I don't know how long it took them to make That's this. That's a good point. Is it going to be like Avatar where it's like in 20 years you're going to yeah. get five sequels? <laughs> we can finally go underwater. Yeah. I'm really excited that she exists. I'm excited. Excited that we have another badass. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on here. I'm sure. Yeah, is fine. Yeah, you can say whatever another bad, another badass um, superhero because I did the fight scenes were legit. Yes. The fight scenes were so good and people were like cheering during them. Mm. Like pe- like she was like smashing people's faces. Yeah. And so like that I thought was really really cool. Um, I uh, I don't know. There were so I wish that we had like some of the bad guys. I think could have been more like. I don't even know if more developed is the term, but like we didn't really get like a big bad that we got to see. And I think it's because we're kind of going to see it in the next one. Yeah. But but that made it a little difficult. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of True Detective, the, the big bad we sort of get is Mahershali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The closest we he's get. the closest we but get. But it's still kind of And he's of kind feels... of just a cipher for the actual big bang. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I for just like just revisiting how like when I left, I was like CGI incredible, amazing. My favorite scene in the movie is when she wakes up for the first time and yeah. he, like she like explores like what like what is she because she doesn't know and mm-hmm. I'm like that's amazing and the action because every time like I wish there was a whole movie just where it's motor- motorball. I want to like see yes. that because like they go all out like uh-huh. they're swinging around with. 
bats on chains with nails in them. I'm like, this is dangerous, but <laughs> I do kind of want to see it more. Also, this world's a nightmare because all their essences are boiled down to just brains in their head. <laughs> and then even at a point, a guy gets something halfway through his brain, and he's fine. Like, he's totally okay. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. Uh, shout out to that guy who played Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. Yes. Damn it, and, you always know his oh, name. Oh, Jack Hero Haley. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Three-name man. That's yeah, his he's, name. He's really talented. Yeah, it's interesting you you mentioning how badass she was because my understanding is James Cameron was a fan of the manga and he wanted to have something that his daughter would be into and then now she's an adult and the movie's coming out. <laughs> like now now she's a grown person uh, and they're finally finishing this movie. Uh, but that was his goal. That was his goal. He wanted to have more uh, badass ladies uh, in cinema because I guess maybe when his daughter was a kid, Sarah Connor was a little too adult. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. True. True. Uh, no, I, uh, I enjoyed this movie for what it was. But uh, as a fan of anime, as we've mentioned, and uh, have you, uh, do you dabble in manga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't read this manga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the biggest thing would be if the if the people who grew up with it enjoyed it. And from what I can tell, they do. Yeah, from the like, audience we were with. Yeah, seemed, the people. just kept cheering for things like, wait, what, what just happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, I'm out of the loop. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to this feeling. <laughs> But so that would be the biggest. I mean, obviously, you want it to be for all audiences, and I do think I, it would be interesting to see how young kids can watch it yeah. because that is who I think is main capital. I mean, when you have like these cool robots, and the the cast is young, you know, her love interest is really young, yeah. and so um, when you and she's young, she's a teenager. Yeah. So it's like what I, that would it be would be what I find fascinating. Those two demographics I think are the most important. Is like the young people that are going to see it and if they have toys or if they have like how they can capitalize on that in some way and then the people that grew up with it if they feel it's done right then I think they did a good job mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point I, there's a lot of this was along lines of other similar movies where I'm watching it and I'm like man 13 year old DJ would be way into this right like would be all about everything that's happening here yeah yeah um, but when it comes to this, and do you find it to be a faithful adaptation uh, like of manga in general? Or do you think that it, it's uh, like a step in the right direction? You haven't read it, but in, in your eyes, how do you feel about it? Oh, I'm so excited for this technology because everyone tells me that like the anime, everyone's you can't, we can't do anime, you know, live action well. And I'm like, but we have the technology to do it well. Like yeah. people didn't like Thanos when they first introduced Thanos. And now it's like the biggest thing, the biggest movie. And it's yeah. like, you can't tell me that we don't have the technology we do it's just you need someone to do it right mm-hmm. and that and it cares helps about hot. it yeah <laughs> is that it helps he's hot are you talking about Thanos <laughs> oh, yeah. 100% I want him to throw me just kind of shop with me he's Ooh. like a hot grimace yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's an interesting as a, as a fan of anime why do you think it has been so challenging to do because you're right it's not the technology at this point but same that's with, what everyone same with, says same with that's video what people games. say about Dragon Ball Z they're like you can't do it it wouldn't look good yeah. it's not true if yeah. you can do Guardians of the Galaxy Infinity where you can do these things that take uh, place entirely almost in space like intergalactic fighting and you can make that look good and real there's no reason why you can't do these for other animes people don't like hearing that but whatever it's gonna happen happen. (laughs) they're gonna capitalize on everything that they possibly can and once they're done with an American IPs they're gonna move on to a lot of these that already have built in fan bases and franchises I think to answer your question of why it doesn't happen is because they give it to people who don't care about it so it's like superhero movies in like the 80s yeah, like yeah. they just give it like the the person. No offense to them, but the person that made Dragon Ball Evolution had never seen Dragon Ball before. Yeah. That's wow. probably not a thing that you should do. Yeah. You know, like you should give it to someone that really cares about the story. They don't necessarily have to have grown up with it, but they have to think that you know they have to care about the storytelling of it and care enough that it looks good and is not just a paycheck. Yeah, because yeah, point because the people who made this movie loved it yeah. as far as we can tell. Yeah. And that made it was very clear on screen. There's some anime. I feel like there's some a- anime elements or manga elements in this movie that I was like, "Oh, that's for that's for someone that's not me." But yeah. I could see how fans would be happy about that. And like you guys have been saying, that it could get younger people on board. Like specifically when she cuts the tear in half, I was like, "I have no idea." This probably means <laughs> oh, whoa! But, spoilers on cutting the tear in half. <laughs> Midair, guys. Everybody, it's crazy. get ready for that scene in the movie. Um, I think you you make a really good point because I think on some level, if you grow up with it you um 
you know why it means something to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you were able to pull the stuff out that, that made it. Um, it's actually kind of a weird reference, but I think one of, one of my favorite better adaptations is Where the Wild Things Are. Because that's not so much an adaptation of that like five page kid story; it's an adaptation of the way that story made Spike Jones feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it, it's it's more meaningful because mm-hmm. that's that's it's coming from that place. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. What do you think? What are what do you think would be the anime adaptate live action adaptation that would like break the seal? Would oh, be the gosh. one that like cool. Like I, I guess the I the, have an idea. Even I, though I've only watched a few episodes, I have an idea. But I do want to hear you, you first because I think the breakthrough with superhero movies that kind of like oh this is going to be because th- obviously we had Richard Donner's Superman and we had Tim Burton's Batman, but the one was like oh this is happening now. I think is probably X Men. Yeah, you know Blade because Blade is sort of a, it, it was came first and uh-huh. it is sort of a superhero movie, but I think the first Brian Singer X Men movie was like okay, well, and then after that, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's like superhero movies are here now. Mm-hmm. What could be kind of like that for anime ad- adaptations? I mean, in the vein of X Men, I would say My Hero Academia. That's exactly what I was going to say. My Hero Academia is becoming people's favorite anime, and it is a newer one. It's only yeah. been out like the last several years, mm-hmm. um, so Still it's not has, as like, OG episodes. as. Although our friend Hector Navarro will go to bat for Speed Racer any day, which that was movie? also yeah, I did enjoy that movie. Yeah, I had a lot of fun so, with that movie. You know, I personally want. I mean, aside from I personally think that Sailor Moon could really take and that makes they've a lot done of sense to they've me. done elements of. It in Japan, they've done like live action movies and series, but like having a huge production, like a studio house behind it, yeah. and just having badass women, like now is the time to make that. I would be surprised if behind closed doors there isn't pitches of trying to make that right now. The merch, all of the characters, like you could, you know, if you're if you don't resonate with Usagi, like you can resonate with someone, like you know, think of like, oh, I'm I'm Sailor Venus, or I I, I resonate with like. There's so many to choose from. It's like the yeah. Avengers essentially, oh, like Spider Verse. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, I think that would be. I don't. There, I'm sure they're working on it. Which sailor person is your favorite? I, mean, I love Sailor Moon. Okay, fair. Yeah, That's fair. yeah, yeah. And I, I, well, I also. I mean, I love to see to Tuxedo Mask. Like, I love that she is still a teenage girl. And I know that that sounds weird, but like, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I like yeah. the fact that she still it, has crushes. I like the fact that she still cry, is vulnerable. Like, that's a normal human thing. And I think a lot of times when you have these superhero women, it's like, oh, we have to strip them of all of that. They're not allowed to be vulnerable. They're not allowed to be have a love interest or like, you know. And I understand that. And I'm glad that play, that uh, movie like Moana didn't give her a love interest because I don't think you always need one but I think it's normal to have one (laughs) you know like it's normal to date and like boys and girls and like be and have feelings so I feel like this movie Alita specifically kind of leaned into a YA feel like a young adult like totally I I feel like that was an American like uh, like a little bit of American ideals or uh, or uh expectations when it comes to watching a movie like this I don't it's from what I've heard is that's not it's in the it's in the manga, but I feel like we leaned into it even heavier when we saw this movie. Would do you feel like if you did like a Dragon Ball Z esque, uh, or actually let's just say Dragon Ball Z, if they did uh-huh. an adaptation like that, could you see an adaptation happening like that where it leaned into like a romance, relationship? a romance? Yeah. Um, I would no, I would only see it in tiny uh, spaces between Bulma and Vegeta. I think that would definitely be necessary. I think they'd probably have some type of steamy scene. It wouldn't last very long, but maybe them making out or something because that is a thousand percent fan service, and mm-hmm. there's no way you you don't have that happen. You gotta have a fan service. I'm wondering. <laughs> so let's say going off this the Sailor Moon situation. Yeah. Are there elements that you think that you think you'd need to like dial back for Western audiences if you're making a live action version? Because like going the Dragon Ball Z thing, yeah. I gotta think like you gotta do something about the hair. You can't you can't go into that and make the hair look like the hair from the you just can't. I just don't I just don't see that happening. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. They've they've done a lot of crazy stuff with superhero movies that are from the comic, but that's something I would think you'd have to dial back. Is there something like that? And they tried to, and I think honestly now that they wouldn't. I think they might change elements of it like a tiny bit, but I really don't think that they would t- that they would take it away because it's so iconic. Yeah. Um. So I think that they. That's what I mean though about our technology. I think that they could do it. So you think what it would be a movie like Alita, where it's you've got some some like heavily CGI, uh-huh. even even though it's live action like 
that hair is CG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you could. I'm trying to think of something else. Maybe the chat can help us. I'm trying to think of um, another movie where they've had something extravagant, but it looked okay. Ooh, I was about to say, well, you just added an addendum to that, where I was like, oh, in Inhumans, they made Medusa's hair CG. And then but that's a bad show. Let's think about the good, <laughs> let's think about the good, um, the good stuff. Some of the, what are some of the crazier, like, well, they're kind of doing it with Captain Marvel. She doesn't have the, the mohawk the whole time, which does kind of bum me out. They do make her hair kind of go super saiyan, like a little bit with it yeah, like yeah, flowing yeah. out. So yeah. it adds that effect to it. Would you be happy with a stylized, like this movie, Elite is kind of like CGI. It's kind of an animated uh-huh. movie at, at mm-hmm. certain points. The main character is barely even there uh, as a person. Her performance uh, is definitely there. Is there her performance but is great. what we see is, is not there. Um, no. What do you think about possibly adapting it in animated form where you can kind of distill it down where like Spider-Verse kind of like it took elements from the comics but it allowed these creators who loved the property uh-huh. to adapt it in their own way that made us like understand because Spider-Verse like you can get you can get behind superheroes pretty easy now all audiences yeah. are on board with it but in that it was like no you can be this good of right. a person and there's those there are lessons in anime right like uh-huh. I mean of course it's a storytelling but like uh, do you would you be happy with that or do you think a way to actually catapult um, these anime characters into like more pop cultures doing it live action yep. because yep. right it kind of has yep. to be because Spider-Verse still did great but it didn't do like it's not making a billion dollars at the box office people aren't having the same reaction to like Black Panther or other stuff or like Avengers Infinity well, War well the thing that's different with Spider-Verse is that we've already had all these live action Spider-Man so they kind of went you know in reverse and in a smart way where they combined it was not just one animation style they combined multiple animation styles they had anime in there they had you know comic book style in there yeah. um, and that is I think where they how can we make this feel different and they yeah. were so smart about it and really taking risks that's what you need with a lot of these is someone that knows the franchise really well is willing to take it it, you know is going to put their heart and soul into the storytelling so it feels real but is willing to take risks with it um so i think they're gonna have to in order to stand out the one that always surprised me that after the success of transformers they didn't try and jump on is gundam wing i'm surprised we haven't had a gundam wing and it might be because it is similar you know it's hard for our audiences sometimes uh to get behind cowboy bebop is one that i think that they could definitely isn't that getting a live action show it's getting something yeah on netflix Yeah. yeah 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 well we'll see and yeah. they're doing Avatar, which is And they're doing different. Avatar. We'll see. I, don't, I love that show. I don't need a live action show. I don't need it. But what if it's cool? But, I mean, but yeah, maybe, cool, but like though. the show is already perfect. It I is. don't need it. I think My Hero Academia would be great because I love the character of All Might because it's almost like a commentary on our, I mean, it is a commentary when he was created on like, you know, Captain America and like being the most like American like superhero, you know, uh, um, even though he's Japanese, but they were kind of like, you know, poking fun a little bit of, about our superheroes and like Superman and and, and Captain America. Yeah. And uh, I like that because I, I like that commentary that they have. Um, but also, yeah, in this world where everyone has a quirk or not everyone, but, um, you know, I, I like that. I think it could exist. And I like the fact that they're in like a high school setting. Mm-hmm. To answer your question about what I think Sailor Moon, if it needed to scale back, I don't necessarily, I think it could feel like a YA thing if they kept them in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to know what demographic you're going for. Yeah. Man, I would love a My Hero Academia adaptation because it just makes sense. Out of like the other, like Dragon Ball Z makes sense because of the, its own popularity. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but you could also market My Hero Academia as a superhero movie, which no, exactly. they do well. And oh, for sure. well. But also it's got the variety there, like with the X-Men, it's like, well, if we don't like Cyclops, we got a guy with knives coming out of his hands. No. It's like you could, there's so much like room to grow and also we like we like our movies like Fowl Fillor and Chris Miller make their movies where it's, it's we can we can poke fun at it, but at the same time yes. there's, there's a kernel of, yeah. of love and truth right. there that we can all attach to and then we end up going back and watching all of their stuff. Yeah. I will watch anything Phil Lord and Chris Miller do from now on. Even if it's garbage, I'll watch everything. <laughs> I watched all of Last Man on Earth and that one was, ooh, that was rough. Um, I, season two was really good. Yeah. Did you keep going? 
I bailed halfway through season three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> season three. Is there? Is there? We're talking like this stuff doesn't exist. Is there like a live action anime adaptation that actually kills it? Yeah, Rabani Kenshin. Check it out, nice. Rabani Kenshin. Um, but that's because it's grounded. It's like the difference between street level Marvel and galactic Marvel. It's street level. Yeah. You know, it's street level fighting and um, hand to hand combat. But Rabani Kenshin is good. Is that a even, Japanese? Yes. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, even if you didn't uh, watch the anime. Um, you know, or grow up with it. Like, check it out. It's good. Is that the guy with the sword with the blade on the back? Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. want to kill people anymore? Um, Sounds like a lot of anime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the guy. You were like, is it the guy with the sword? I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Good job, DJ. High fives does, all around. It does sound cool. Uh, and also there's the Akira one that they keep uh, talking about like, oh, like what yeah. TV was attached to for a second, like yeah, it it's tough. I feel like it's tough with that. You know what? I think I think something that might help. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. That might help anime uh, an anime ad- adaptation is you don't don't go to the top shelf ones. Marvel oh. got a lot of Marvel the MCU got a lot of early success by going with Iron Man and Cap and Thor, which uh-huh. did not have the same cachet as like the Spider Mans or whatever. So maybe like go for like one. Don't go for Akira because it's it is <laughs> it is the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like maybe maybe see nail uh, some of the middle tier ones and then see if you can go to the top I shelf think ones. Comedically, maybe One Punch Man. Like maybe yeah. you would have to change his um, enemies, but like just the idea of a comedy about a guy who when he punches people, they're like that's it, they're dead. Like a superhero that like he's almost frustrated because he keeps killing everyone. Like that could work in a comedy world. Yeah, um, that could work on a street Starring level Will world. Smith. <laughs> wow. That could work in the street, a street level, yeah. Uh, Jay Shark from our Discord shout out. Uh, he's got jokes here. Check this one out. Uh, if you could adapt any anime slash manga, what role would you give to ScarJo? Now moving on. Uh, <laughs> he's got jokes. Uh, Kate, and you definitely get this question often, but I think this is a fun one because we're, we're kind of coming to an end here. But Kate asks, what's the first anime she recommends to someone wanting to get into animation? I think My Hero. Yeah. I mean, I keep going back to it. I'm sorry, but it's just so... Because that is a lot of... Um, the, so the generation that I grew up in, uh, we got Toonami. We watched that on Cartoon Network, yep. which is still around. But it was a huge deal. Toonami uh, in the late 90s, like they were responsible for introducing a lot of anime to American audiences. And I think that they kind of spun a lot of us into like why we love anime. And, and once you watch that, it was like you would go online and try to find other ones. Um, so I, I've seen a ton. And I really do think that this generation and this, you know, the people that are coming up now that my hero is something that they really connect to. Um, and and I just can't speak enough about it. I mean, it has so much heart. And again, like a wide cast of characters for you to find your favorite character. And yeah. Did you play cool. Jump Force? That is a No, I need to. <laughs> I have seen the animation looks wonderful in it. And every time I'm like, oh, there's the Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, he's got the purple star hair. I know that one. Uh, and I have a question here from Cam Senses. Uh, Cam Senses, longtime fan. Uh, if she, uh, if Danny had to live in a universe from an anime is there uh, and is now a supporting character in the plot of said anime, which would you pick? I mean, I guess... Uh... Oh, gosh. Um, well, the cool thing about... Uh, I feel like I want to talk about different ones because I'm always talking about the same ones, but that's just because I love them so much. Yeah. Um, gosh, who? where would I, where would I want to be? Um, I this, mean... Because I feel like anime worlds are more fun than superhero worlds or whatever because it's like which world would you want to live in i don't know they all seem kind of like nightmares if i'm being honest (laughs) yeah yeah one piece i think would be fun and adventurous but i mean dragon ball they have dragon balls that wish you back to life if you died so has anybody in that show like dead dead ever never back yeah and they're just because they don't wish them back (laughs) sorry guys it's like if you're in prison and no one visits you like that's them (laughs) they could wish them back but they haven't it's kind of like Coco where it's like ooh your family doesn't love you so you're gonna go (laughs) to a second afterlife I don't know exactly it yeah there are people that are dead dead yeah um, because or else they've just weaseled away like ways to bring back people even people are like no wait he already got his two times like you can't 
push him, but and it is like oh, there's you know, limits. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't bring someone back, and like you can't bring someone back when you already have. So then they made this whole thing where they'd go to Namek, and then you can because they have their own Dragon bo- Balls. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> um, so they like get away from it, and then all of a sudden it's like all these things that they're like, oh, suddenly we also have gods, and mm-hmm. suddenly we also have this. You know, like as they continued to write, they were like, oh, we need to retroactively go back and change some things, kind of like Star Wars has done a little bit. Yeah, like where, wait, if that guy's the strongest in the universe, where was he the whole time? <laughs> Exactly. Um, also, kind of like with their Super Saiyan stuff, it's like, well, how does he beat this guy? He Another just goes level. the next level. Yeah, he hits yeah. the next level of Super Saiyan. Which Idiot. is, <laughs> of course, which is uh, duh. why I love it, and I don't, um, and I don't look at it too seriously because of anything. Like Dragon Ball started as a comedy, really started as a comedy, and humor is so important to Akira Toriyama. Like above everything, even people that have worked with him is like he just cares about it being funny. Which is why sometimes you're like, why did why did they make that decision? It was like for the humor of it. Yeah. Like in Dragon Ball uh, Super Embroily, like somebody makes I'm not going to give it away, but someone makes a really dumb wish, and everyone's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because it's dumb. Yeah. Because he wants to take like it's um. It's that scene in uh, in Star Wars with Luke, right? That everyone was mad about. That like what? Oh, when he threw the yes. lightsaber yeah. away. Uh huh. Yeah. It was yeah. like immediately, and it was like because that's the e- that's the funny choice as opposed to doing what everyone wants you to do. Yeah, and that so. always goes over really well with yeah. fandoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fandoms, it goes over really well. They, they, well, they're really flexible, which yeah. is cool, <laughs> yeah. especially after decades of the same three movies before we wrap everything up let's uh let's say hi to some people that gave us some five star reviews on itunes we love it when our fans go to only super answers on itunes Mm -hmm. and give us a five star review we read all of them we appreciate them if you haven't done in a while you can probably go do it again if you don't use itunes there's probably a local macintosh store that you can break your way into and make an account and go over and write a review we're not saying you should do that but we are encouraging it now (laughs) let's go ahead and read a few of the more recent ones and guess what gang you are our favorite and also if you've written one before and you're like you know what maybe these boys might need one more add a boy add a boys because there's two of us yes you can write more than one no, nothing's stopping you. Not stop. We wouldn't stop you. No, definitely not. So, the Apple employees might stop you if you do try to break <laughs> you in. Try to break in. Just forewarning, if you try to break in, they might try and stop you. Know you know what? I might not encourage this. <laughs> this might be a bad call, but what's not a bad call is writing a review. We have one right here from Hulu. It's me. I downloaded iTunes to write this review. And that's why we love you. What do they I, say? I listen to OSA every Monday on my lunch break slash drive home from work. I get sad sometimes because it's never published in time for my drive in the morning. When do you, what is your drive? When do you, when do you live? Yeah. <laughs> when do you live? Because we publish it pretty early. Anyway, I found these guys by watching new rock stars on YouTube when I was waiting for Avengers Infinity War news every second of every day. But I went back through their library and listened to all the old episodes. I'm not super into comics, Uh-oh. but these guys have not only started me in that world, but now I annoy all my friends with the random facts I know about movies, TV, TV, video games, dreams, virtual reality, and more. Smiley face. Smiley face. Five stars. You know, five stars to you, Hulu. It's me. Thank you for downloading iTunes to write this review. I think it's hello, it's me. Hulu. <laughs> Hulu, yeah. it's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. H-U-L-L-U. <laughs> then we have one here. Five thumbs up. That's five whole thumbs. That's two people and a half. Yeah. From O'Phoenix. But not like a half thumb. It's one person's giving a thumb, but the other hand's just down. Or a third arm. Yeah. That, or an extra true. thumb an extra on thumb. a hand. I have, uh, I've seen people with extra thumb. It's weird. Uh, ooh, what if yeah. uh, <laughs> you were when you you say you're all thumbs, but you raised your hand and you had five thumbs on one hand? That would be inconvenient. Yeah, they is say it? they say pretty uh, dexterous. They say opposable thumbs is was big part of our evolution, but I don't know if you need all of them. I think we're missing out. Okay, then, well. or gloves would need to be a little bit. Wider. What if we were like uh, apes where we had hands for feet? I'd actually really like that by way more gloves. Anyways, uh, oh, Phoenix writes, with so much negativity and entertainment, it's nice to actually listen to people who can bring a positive, bring positive about the, who can be positive about the things they love. All thumbs over here with O Phoenix. Thank you. Please, if you guys are artists, please draw what a hand looks like with all thumbs. All want to see it. Little sausage we, fingers. We think we want to see it. A little Vienna sausages. I don't know what they're going to sound like. I feel like it's going to sound wetter. <laughs> Anyways, gang, let's get back to the episode. Danny, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate this and talk about anime. Manga. I did want to say I'm very aware that my style of anime is shonen. Like, you don't have to mention it. To, like, I'm very aware that all my choices are. I don't know why those resonate with me the most, but that I'm so 
on brand with just being into shonen anime. <laughs> shonen, shonen is the fighting and the stabbing. It's technically and the... boys in quotes anime, um, and shojo is is for girls. But like, yeah, um, which is changing. Thankfully, people are like, oh, you know, women are also into these. But yeah, <gasps> um, historically or canonically, I've been very into shonen anime. <laughs> so I, something I really appreciate about um, anime that I wish uh, Western animation would get its act together on because I think it's a very versatile medium is the the diversity of storytelling like there's animes and mangas about people that play tennis yeah you know what i mean and I, oh yeah entire ones about um like swim teams yeah. and ice skating yeah those are super um super popular like volleyball teams it's like entire yeah. anime about them yeah, <laughs> so, yeah i wish western animation would because either either it's targeted at kids or adult anime uh, animation like marvel just announced a whole animation slot it's the simpsons it's basically whatever The Simpsons was doing 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Where it's it's more adult-oriented jokes. And it's like, I think you could tell adult... Uh, like, you could do Breaking Bad as an animation. You know what I mean? Or or True Detective. Something that's, mm-hmm. like, more mature or whatever. And, and I think there should be a reason why you're doing it in that medium as opposed to live action. But I appreciate that diversity. When I was... Uh, we had a guest on. We had uh, Emma Fife, who's amazing, to talk about Death Note. Yeah. And oh, Death I, Note. Yeah. I yeah, tried just, to yeah. watch Death Note, mm-hmm. the anime. Yeah. And I couldn't get through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. Is there hope for me in anime? Cause, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you are you could be like me, and I'm not into all of it. And I think that's okay. I'm into so many things that I just can't. I don't think I can be expected to watch everything. And I know well, sometimes let's ask that the people makes, at home. Let's see I they know think sometimes that. that makes people upset, but like I stuff resonates with me that with it that does. And um, devoting like your entire life to a series. That's why when people are like, "How do I? Should I get into Dragon Ball?" I'm like, "If you haven't, I don't know. I don't know." Yeah. It's, it's, How many years at this point? Has um, it been? So you're looking at like three decades. <gasps> um, it started in '86. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I did the correct math, but um, I was way into that as a kid. And then about the tenth episode where he's on that dragon bridge, Goku, oh, Snow- Snake Way, yeah, 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 yeah. I as a kid, I started to tune out a little bit. <laughs> the reason why I rep so hard for it is because one, it is coming out like they just had so much success with their Boily film that came out that was like groundbreaking. It was like the top, I think, three anime opening weekends of all time, even though it was in limited se- like series. Um, the day that it came out, which was on a Wednesday, so people went out and saw it on a Wednesday when it first came out. It was it beat everything else it'd be Aquaman and like everything else that was in theaters on that day and it made seven million in in that single day was this in Japan or around the world you know a lot of people were tweeting us to talk about it but it's like man I don't think this is the one for us to jump and for me to jump in on but I it was crazy popular it was trending I remember when Goku fought Frieza the first time is that enough knowledge to watch (laughs) this movie and know what's happening they're both in it Um, but what I was gonna say they killed Frieza how is he in it (laughs) you gotta watch um but also, anyways, what I was like an old woman. What, <laughs> what I was gonna say is that's why I mean I rep it so hard because I do think that they're gonna do more with it, and I'm very excited to be a part of that in some way. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick question, just for Dragon Ball: Is all of it important? Like comics, sometimes where they reboot and then they say, "Just kidding." The 60 years before. No, GT. Count. They kind of swipe whopped. Uh, they got rid of GT, which is cool. It can exist, and a lot of people didn't like it. So, but it can exist on its own. <laughs> they kind of just was super. They were like, "Oh, that actually didn't happen." Um, um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that bums me out about that, I heard about that. I thought, I think that was Super Saiyan 4 where you got the red fur and the monkey yeah, tail. I thought that looked super cool. It still exists, just in a different, and maybe they'll eventually tie it in. I'm sure that they, maybe they'll eventually tie it in. Who knows? Um, the, the world is their oyster. <laughs> you know what? It's a Dragon Ball world and we're all just living in it. There we go. What a, what a tagline. <laughs> New tagline for the podcast. Danny, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Where can people find you? I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Um, I have a show called Nerdificent. It drops every Tuesday wherever you get podcasts. Uh, our next episode coming up is uh, Black Panther. It's a history of Black Panther. And we have Jeff Thorne, who is the showrunner for Black Panther's Quest on Disney XD. Whoa. Um, that he j- came in and, and broke down Black Panther with us. So, good yeah. get. That's a good yes. get. You had Tara Strong on. Oh, all, we did have Tara That's Strong. Really cool. Yeah, I'm just pulling everyone that follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we also had Sam. So if you want to t- hear the history of The Flash, we really got into it in a fun way. So, yeah. And like Dragon Ball, Nerdificent, you got to watch every episode to understand that. Everyone it, it, is important. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just re-listened to our podcast and they started making references to stuff I have no idea. Two years ago. Yeah. I, my memory is 
Ooh, way too tiny. Yeah. Speaking of that, DJ, where? What's your Twitter? Uh, DJ talks trash. Every place that matters. And if you want to know more about this podcast, you can find us at onlystupidanswers.com or on Twitter at onlystupidanswers. Yank out the vowels from stupid. I'm at Sam Basher everywhere that matters. But most importantly, you can watch this podcast live at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. You can join the Discord where you can chit chat with other people, make little jokes. You guys, I gave you a meme channel and you're doing awful things in it. So good for you. Uh, but yes, uh, you can tune back every Monday for a brand new podcast just for you bespoke. We love you and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.